stay on the porch and blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Where you get that from? Grab a mic, spit one. Let me hit that plum. Pimp C, 8 ball, and MJG. Keep spitting that D to the IMP. Bun B, that's Texas, baby. Ballin' G, that's Memphis, baby. Short dog, that's... And we... Alive episode 117 of the Business and Buckets podcast on this beautiful January 31st Tuesday evening in Phoenix, Arizona. And your boys got all kinds of fucking hyped upness right now. Jumped in the pool after a lift, getting ready for jujitsu. Coming in here, getting ready to stream this short little preview podcast for debatably one of the worst cards of, of quite some time in the UFC. Light falls down, shatters everywhere. You know, it's the end of my fiscal year at work for corporate sales, and that's always a stressful time of year. And uh, as Joe Rogan calls it, my inner bitch just wanted to not go to the gym, did not want to record this pod after the light shattered everywhere, and I have to rush before jujitsu. But we out here. We out here feeling good. This past weekend, I went on an evening hike, and I think it's called Piawesta Peak, which is uh, basically a little mountain right by the north side of Paradise Valley that lets you oversee the whole valley, and beautiful sun uh, set for the evening. It was a really cool experience coming down in dark, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm just hyped up, uh, dealing with lots of day-to-day shit as everybody is. But I'm excited to talk some MMA before I go get my ass kicked in jiu-jitsu and toughen up, learn some things, and uh, be able to speak to the people better. And I've been talking about it. We'll keep talking about it till it's official. We have the dates going on. I'm waiting on some intros, lots of little different pieces. I, you know, I want everything to be rocking and rolling. But we're about to launch the new branded podcast, two separate podcast business episode, MMA episode, or business podcast, MMA podcast, and we will be putting out a bunch of content that does not exist today. YouTube shorts, TikToks, creating a TikTok channel, doing it all by myself and just ready to get my grind on 2023. It's about to be lit. But before we talk MMA, on episode 117, two years in, we're going to talk the one and only sponsor here at the Business Ed Buckets podcast. And that is Fueled Supplements. Whether you're trying to run a 4040, lift 400 pounds, or enjoy life for another 40 years, Fueled Supplements has a variety of products that align exactly to your specific goals. So head to FueledSupplements.com. Use my promotion code BUCKETS for 15% off. Once again, promotion code BUCKETS, B-U-C-K-E-T-S. You know, I, I took a little bit of Fueled Greens today. I'm on a thermogenic fat burner, took some protein, really empowered by fueled supplements. Love what Josh is doing. Going to be rolling that and uh, another company into these podcast sponsorships as we rebrand and uh, hopefully, you know, can tell a great story with hitting the gym, jujitsu, you know, look good, feel good, do good, living healthy losing some weight, being the best version of myself as well. Because if you ain't doing that, what else are you doing? So, some great fights announced and just some other big headliners in the world of MMA. And like I said, 
I'm not going to act like you guys got to tune into this card. I'm going to tell you the fights that I'll watch. And uh, I'm actually going up to a buddy I went to college with, uh, neighborhood in Prescott. We're going to go camping, hunt some rabbits in the morning. Not really my deal. I like to shoot guns. You know, that's what he's super into. And uh, to hang out with some good acquaintances, I'm going to go up there, see some beautiful country, a new drive, a new area I haven't been to, and, and, and see what it's about. But I have no idea if I'll watch this. It's, it's a late um, card for, for us in the States, which, you know, everywhere else in the world has to deal with it. So it is what it is. But if you have ESPN+, Plus, you can watch it back whenever you want. These will be the fights I watch back unless something sticks out off the paper if I don't watch them live. But before we talk this uh, flimsy fight night card, we got Gerald Mearshart, MG or GM3, taking on Joe Pfeiffer, UFC 287. Looked good in the grappling event he went into. Uh, has, has looked good in the UFC Dana White Contender Series. Like Dana says, be like Joe, and he gets to face an amazing veteran and GM3. And I can't wait to see how he does with probably the toughest te test to this date on a big-time pay-per-view 287. Henry Cejudo versus Aljamain Sterling happening April 8th. Um, I would like to believe that will be the case, but I saw today that Aljamain Sterling is getting stem cell shot into his bicep, so I'm definitely skeptical about that, but supposedly it's officially booked. And let's just see what the interwebs say on validating that because things could get very, very interesting. <coughs> Sean O'Malley here in Phoenix getting lunch. I doubt it was a planned lunch, but uh, Al Jermaine and his, his buddy Marab Dwalashwili were there with him. And I'm sure Sean was like, yo, dude, what's the deal with this fight? Is that happening? Did you actually tear your bicep? What the F? So first things that come up, I never said the fight is off, targeted, now targeted. So I don't think it's official. It was in March, then it got pushed to April. Now he's doing stem cells. So nothing is official, no papers signed. And the wrinkles keep continuing, but it's going to be fun. We have Ricardo Ramos versus Austin Lingo, March 11th. Excited to see Ricardo Ramos back in the octagon. Tony Gravely, Victor Henry, two veterans up and down lately. Big time match for them on March 11th. Jorge Masvidal, Gilbert Burns, big time pay-per-view UFC 287. Burns is calling for the BMF belt, a five-rounder. Doesn't seem like Jorge's very intrigued. Uh, it doesn't matter because uh, Gilbert Burns will be, would be taking that belt anyways, in my opinion. But excited, nonetheless, um, a good marketable fight that, you know, has been in the works for quite some time. Also on 287, this card is really getting filled out. We have Kevin Holland, Santiago Ponzanibio. What a scrap that's going to be. Uh, Kevin Holland must be continually getting the bag because retirement has not been discussed. And the Israel Adesanya-Alex Pieta rematch. Um, you know, everyone says, well, Alex already beat him a bunch of time. That was in kickboxing. I don't give a shit. The actual rematch, UFC 287, it's going down. So we got the Holland fight, the Izzy rematch, the Gilbert Burns fight, Joe Pfeiffer. 287 is looking real nice. The pay-per-views to start the year 
are redonkulous. I mean, let's just look at the next few headliners. This 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 year is shaping up to be one hell of a year. And the funny thing is, is it's only going to get better. The quality of talent, the Raul Rosas Jr. is coming in, Young Bucks. Um, you know, we have a very good young stud, Tatsuru Tyra. We'll be talking about fighting this weekend. But the next UFC in two weeks, can't fucking wait. Islam Makachev, Alexander Volkanovsky headlining that. UFC 285 headlined by the return of Johnny Bones Jones, Cyril Gone. UFC 286 headlined by Kamaro Usman, Leon Edwards, the trilogy. There's Justin Gaethje, Rafael Faziv. I mean, all these cards are pretty stacked. And we just talked about UFC 287. The beginning of 2023 is looking real nice. Real nice. Even better, free fight. Max Holloway, Arnold Allen, April 15th, main event, five-rounder. Yes, fucking please. I can't wait to see uh, the island boy, Super San Goku, Max Holloway, against the young stud Arnold Allen. He deserves a high-quality opponent. This will be opportunity for... Um, um, really a title fight for Allen. And I, I don't know what they would do if Max won Volk lost. Like, I have no idea. I don't even want to think about it. Um, and Satter, UFC new. Well, what I was going to say, too, about all these fights, you know, Dana White came out with this big announcement. We're announcing a bunch of stuff. And the funny thing is, is the only thing they really announced that was unknown or maybe not official, Kevin Holland, Santiago Ponzinibbio, the officialness of the Izzy rematch, although we all knew it was happening. I wasn't around. I was doing something, lifting weights or jujitsu, and supposedly it set up a time. Dana showed up a half hour late, announced all these great fights that have already been announced, and uh, really only announced two fights. So uh, Dana's doing a lot of stuff. He's been a busy man since the incident in uh, Cabo, Cancun, Mexico, somewhere. And uh, there's, as we expected, big fights have been announced, and he is trying to stay active. And uh, we'll get to these headlines of, of what he's been up to besides that as well. But the UFC removes Kyle Dacus and Shamil Abdurakimov. Shamil just got smoked by Jaelton Almeida. And, you know, he's been a veteran, has fought some good young studs. Uh, I'm not too surprised, but still very good talent. Although he is older, Kyle Dacus, good talent. The UFC's talent bar is just raising. You know, it's like you see all these tech layoffs, SaaS layoffs, people getting sneakily layoff, not announced because the level of talent and expectation is rising. It, it's happening everywhere. But the UFC is the cream of the crop. Julio Arce injured out against Cody Garbrandt uh, for the March, March 5th, March 4th fight. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I just don't see Cody Garbrandt having much luck, man. He's injured. His opponents get injured. It's only the end of January. Hopefully they give him a better quality opponent, although this is a rebound fight. You know, people are like, give him Figueredo. I just don't see him taking a high, high quality opponent. Not, no offense to Julio, um, but I would like to see him fight. I'm sure a lot of fans would. I am not the biggest Cody Garbrandt fan, but um, I, like, I like some bangers and, and he'll bring it. So some other headlines that Dana White's been dealing with. Conor McGregor getting hit by a guy on his bike, viral over social media. Um, the guy actually put his bike 
in the back of his car. Connor was videoing it, and I guess it was full speed. He had some road rash, but uh, very lucky. Um, I, you know, I have no idea if, if it was full speed. There's no video, but uh, pretty interesting situation. Rumors about Ultimate Fighter. My thought was Michael Chandler, Conor McGregor, that's the one to have. But supposedly it's going to be Tony Ferguson. Um, they, you know, that that's not official. And that could be something that I could see maybe a coaching situation, not a fight. You know, if that is his first fight back, definitely a lot easier than Chandler. But I really have no idea what's going on. Either way, Conor McGregor will be on the Ultimate Fighter Season 31. Super stoked to see what he can do. Uh, the Uriah Faber season was probably one of the last good seasons, so hopefully he could revitalize that a little bit. And I'll be tuning in. Just round of applause. Laura Sanko, first female commentator in UFC history, happening for the card this Saturday. She's been involved with the Contender Series, in and out of odd events, really been grinding, and is the first female commentator, a huge step in the right uh, direction. And as she said, hopefully this sets the stage to make it easier for uh, other females in the future. Really cool to see that. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to see that in male-dominant sports. Obviously, males are in women-dominant sports. I'm all for it. And it's nice to have just a mix of things, a mix of male and females involved in everything. Good takes, good angles. You get the, you get the drill. And then another Dana White involvement, Logan Paul and the drink Prime becomes the official drink of the UFC. I guess there's no more red blue corner. It's Prime Energizing Corner or some rehydration corner or some shit. Um, but the only thing I care about this, Logan Paul is 27 years old. Yes, he was and his brother were involved with very significant things that, that give provide options for you. But what they've done on by themselves at under 30. You know, the prime drink now signing with major sports. And, and everything they do, they don't half-ass. Like Jake Paul, quality boxer. Logan Paul, amazing WWE star. I don't know if you guys didn't see the fucking viral video of him jumping across the fucking rink with another guy and body slamming. I don't watch the WWE, but I might tune in when Logan Paul's doing it because that, that shit was pretty sweet. And uh, it's just so cool. It's motivating. I just turned 30. These guys are younger than me. And it's... These kids are breaking the barrier. These young men are breaking the barrier of what's possible for entrepreneurs like ourselves. The grind is real. The opportunity is real. Whatever you think is possible can become a reality. That's why your boy is right here, right now. And it's just a motivating thing. Everyone wants to talk shit on him and his brother. But hey, um, if I could start an, or partner in an energy drink with a famous singer and have it become an official sport of a major sports franchise. That's, that's pretty badass. And, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of stuff on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. Um, not as active on posting as I should be. Something that I, I'm definitely going to level up uh, with the podcast rebrand. Really have a, a lot of goals of what to do. It just tires me out. I have a job. Social media is not my prim priority, but to grow things, that's what you need to do. And you just see how, you know, anyone could say anything on Twitter. Everyone thinks they're a, a, a super fan or no ins and outs of the sport. And when it comes to MMA Twitter, people are just so short-term minded and they overreact to everything just like you would if you watched first take or get up uh, a Monday after a playoff game or something of that nature. People are just super, super dramatic. And um, 
it's just interesting seeing that because um, there's just so much shit talking out there on, on Logan Paul and, and different fighters and what's possible, who's good, who isn't. People are washed, this and that. And uh, I'm excited to be able to put my best foot forward there. But when it comes to very political things like the Dana White situation in Mexico, you know, debatably the Laura Senko things, I've seen things on there that are just mind boggling. Anything about Connor is, becomes political, ultimate fighter, good or not. I, I don't, I'm not here to get clicks. I'm not here to give you guys some bullshit headline, lead you into an article or video of something that it's not and speak these topics that someone wants to, I just want to talk MMA, UFC, tell you what I know, what I'm educated in, and give you guys something that you enjoy that you can take. A big reason I started this is no one should have to watch ESPN anymore. The shit is fucking garbage. Besides Ryan Clark, yes, I'm a Steeler fan. I'm a little biased there. There's just not a lot of things. I do like Dan Orlovsky, their film breakdowns, but you can watch their own videos as well on the side. You know, we have fighters talking about UFC, every sport. There's ex-pros. You can tune into different podcasts and things to be educated and informed. You're not going to follow some biasy of a major network. And the shit just becomes so political, it just ruins sports. And I hate it. So I want to keep that shit out. So if you're wondering, why doesn't he talk about this, that, you know, the other thing more? That's why it's just not my MO. And I'm sure it should annoy you guys just as much as it does me. But regardless, Bellator 290 this weekend. This is, the, this is a big moment for me as an MMA fan. This past year, I've talked to you guys about really diving into Bellator PFL, one championship, really trying to understand these promotions more, the quality of talent, try to become more of a fan. I went and saw Bellator in person in Tacoma, Washington, when I still lived in Seattle. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of different cards, and I have just haven't gotten hooked. The quality of fights, pretty lackluster. I just really haven't fully enjoyed the whole thing. The biggest thing I enjoyed was being in Tacoma. Khabib was cornering a bunch of fighters. The fact that we're in this small arena, I don't even know how many people fit in there. Maybe a couple thousand Khabib's right there. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking Khabib. Like, this is crazy. It was kind of a fanboy moment. Um, so to be honest, Bellator hasn't done themselves a lot of favors. You know, when the light heavyweight Grand Prix came out, I was all fucking hyped up. You all got hurt. The, uh, Corey got hurt or there was a no contest. Everything just kind of meh med out there's only a few fighters that have really piqued my interest like a vadim nemkov and people that w you know would be talented enough to go to the ufc why do i care and why do i say that because all bellator and their fighters talk about is i'm the best on the planet fuck these ufc guys blah 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 like aj mckee you know he could have signed somewhere else in this free agent well with this contract up decided not to do so and i respect him as a fighter i think he's going to do well but I don't think these guys, you know, are as good as their mouths say they are. But anyways, shitty card, late night, Bellator on primetime TV, CBS and Paramount Plus at 6 p.m. Pacific. That'll be a 7 o'clock uh, start for me, which is a normal pay-per-view time. I'm going to try to watch them both. I have no idea. I'll be at a friend, see what's going on. He does like fights. Hopefully, we'll, we'll watch um, both. I know we'll watch Bellator because I'm going to make sure we do. Um, but I want to see if on a casual freaking weekend can Bellator with one of its more stacked cards deliver more than what the UFC is, right? So I'm really, really interested. Does it grab my attention more? Do they finally, because this is a huge opportunity for them on these networks to be able to do so. It's not some fucking Showtime pay-per-view. 
So uh, huge, huge, huge weekend. And as a fan, I really want to give them the chance. The card is supposedly one of the more stacked Bellator cards in quite some time. For me, that's debatable because I'm always looking at ex UFC or other promoted fighters uh, that I'm familiar with, or guys that just have crazy records. They have a good foreign, a good amount of foreign fighters, Dagestani, Russian, you know, other countries like that that are high level talent um, that you know I want to tune into. So. We got Henry Corrales, Ahmed Magomedov, a 9-0 fighter happening. I'll, I'll be excited for that one. Uh, Mahmoud Berkamov versus Lorenz Larkin, both on five-fight winning streaks. That should be a great fight. Larkin, um, I've, I've seen some of his fight high quality. And if you're fighting a Mahmoud, a Berkamov, a Magomed, or Ahmed, or something like that, typically that spells bad news. Um, Johnny Eblin, the number seven fighter, 12-0, taking on... Uh, Anatoly Tokov, that will be a fun fight. And obviously the, the headliner headliner, which I already feel is going to be very underwhelming, but we get Ryan Bader, Fedor Emelianko. Uh, this is the second fight, Fedor's retirement fight. And this is the, the biggest names you could get. I think it's a little too late for, you know, obviously the prime of their lives. Fedor, debatably one of the best MMA athletes to never grace the UFC. So there's always that back and forth. I'm always pro UFC. I grew up with the UFC. It is what it is. You know, I was uh, hesitant when the WEC came. I always used to talk shit about pride, strike force, everyone else. But, um, you know, I became a lot more welcome to the WEC because it brought in some of the best UFC to this day, the best divisions, ex WEC divisions. But point being, I'm always pro UFC. It's just how it is, you know, but I'm excited. I hope it delivers. And I hope it gets me to tune in more. More fights for me. I'm okay. I could start talking Bellator more versus like, hey, here, you know, I'm assuming a lot of you guys are where I'm at. Tune in. These are the fights to watch. We'll talk about it. If there's anything fucking worth talking about, we'll talk about it. But CBS, primetime Bellator, hopefully it grabs our attention. But let's talk about the UFC Fight Night Vegas 68 happening this weekend. And again, I don't assume it'll take uh, a ton of attention, but comparing it to Bellator, it'll be interesting to see on the worst weekend of UFC, the one of the better weekends of Bellator, where do they match up? So, uh, Jun Yong Park and Kyle Nelson are fighting on the prelims in this um, card, but I'm not going to break down their fights. There's the road to the UFC finals in the prelims. That's why you see all these Asian fighters. It's the thing they've been doing. Uh, they put on like a tournament style for different weight classes, the winners, get UFC contracts. So that's the majority of the card, but we're going to start off with the first fight of the night. And the reason being is because this fucking badass Tatsuro Tyra, the 23 year old fighter with a pristine 12 and 0 record taking on Jesus Aguilar, 26 years old with an eight and one record. Now Tatsuro Tyra is one of 